About 45 years ago, I stepped into an adventure, learning how to walk with God, and I've been walking with him ever since. I remember what it was like not walking with God. I, I, I knew how to go to church. I knew how to, how to be a good um, Presbyterian. That's what I was at the time. But um, I did not know how to walk with God. And I discovered that walking with God is a definite thing. Not all Christians do walk with God. Um, and so uh, walking with God is something that I learned. And I learned that it's a rewarding thing to do. And so here I am having done it for 45 years. And I'd love to share with you, how do you do this? Because I had to have someone to share it with me. Um, I, I don't think I would be in this place in my life if it hadn't been for one person who took the time to tell me how to do it. And so um, I want to be that person for you if I can. Um, and as we move into this, um, I have a recommendation or two for you. Um, I would like to recommend that you bring somebody with you into this teaching. Um, maybe it's someone you'd like to mentor. Maybe it's someone that you'd like to be mentored by. Um, maybe it's just two or three friends that are kind of in the same place you are. Um, you discern a hunger for God in them that you feel also. Or it might be just that you've got a group of people that you've been through, I don't know, another course, and you're looking for something more. And um, this might be a good thing for a group that's already meeting and already formed. You've already walked together somewhat. Maybe just um, people in your neighborhood or at work or whatever. Um, I could imagine a hundred different scenarios in which you could um, use this teaching, but ideally it would be with somebody else. That's my main point. And the reason why I recommend that is that the, the, the pattern of the Christian life is a definite pattern, and it's faith working through love. Uh, everyone who's a Christian is supposed to be learning that pattern. And you can see that it would be easier to learn that particular pattern if you weren't all by yourself. So um, that's why I recommend learning it with another person. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to think of somebody um, that you could say, hey, I'd like to uh, go through this series of teachings with Doug McMurray, and uh, I just wondered if you'd go through it with me. And... Uh, However, so um, just that uh, going through this series with somebody is better than doing it alone. But on the other hand, I, rec I recognize we live in an imperfect world. And maybe you don't have anybody like that. And you don't even have the hope of anybody like that that could walk with you in it. And I still would love to have you just by yourself. Um, I've, I've done this for one-on-one -on -one, um, many, many times, and it, it, that also has been very, very rewarding. Um, so uh, 
just uh, just a recommendation. So now, why would we walk with God? Uh, that's the, the question for today. Uh, God says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And um, it's curious that he does, he's not necessarily talking about being saved for eternal life. That's what we always seem to mention um, with people. Uh, you know, getting saved is the thing that you want to do. Uh, and yet Jesus himself doesn't approach it that way. Um, yeah, he does, he does offer eternal life. He does. But... Jesus himself says other things, like he who uh, abides in me and my words abide in him, he will bear much fruit in life. Or um, if you hear my words and you practice them, then you'll be like the man who built his house on the rock. And when the storms of life come, they, they didn't blow the house down. You see, that's a different approach than just you need to be saved. Uh, he, he's not dealing with that right off the bat. He's appealing to us. He's appealing to something in our hearts, and he's promising other things than that at first. And so that's what I want to do. That's what I want to say is that Jesus has rewards for us, and uh, eternal life will take place in its proper time, yet Jesus himself does not offer that to us at the start. So we're going to try to follow him and do it his way and see if that doesn't work pretty well. Uh, he actually offered himself as a model um, that we should follow in his steps, do things his way. And so um, let's look at the rewards he does offer at first um, in his like Sermon on the Mount and different other passages in John. Um, and these are the things that, as I look back on 45 years, they're actually the things that have meant the most to me. Um, I ain't dead yet, and so um, the good things are still coming. But I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is these are the rewards for people who are still living, and uh, I'm pretty sure you're still living. And so these are things that uh, I want to offer you, you know, because Jesus offers these things to you. And uh, so what are uh, four things that uh, are, the, are the top of the list for me? for the rewards to those who are walking with God. First of all, he says, um, I just mentioned that verse of scripture um, from John 15, that uh, if we abide in him and his words abide in us, then our lives will bear much fruit. Okay, imagine two uh, tomato plants. One is green, it's lush, it's doing well, it, it has all these beautiful ripe tomatoes on it. And then another plant over here 
it's scraggly, kind of got poor leaves on it, um, yellow leaves, and uh, doesn't have any tomatoes at all. What Jesus is saying is, he wants to make you like the first tomato plant. Now, you can apply that in any way that you want, but um, you get the idea. Uh, he wants us to have full lives that are... Um, they achieve the potential that's in the plant, that's in us. And so um, that is definitely the first thing. It's uh, an abundant life. Um, one of the very first passages that I remember getting from the Lord, you know, God sometimes, by the Holy Spirit, takes a verse of Scripture and he gives it to you. It's, it's just one of the most amazing things where suddenly a, pa a verse of Scripture will just come alive and you realize he's speaking it into your life and it's there for, for the rest of your life and you'll remember it for the rest of your life because he gave it to you. And, and Ephesians 2.10 is, is the first passage that he did that with me way back in 1972. Uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand that we might walk in them. And when I got that back in 1972, I suddenly realized, could it be that God had a plan for my life that's unique to me? It's my identity. It's my destiny. It's something that he wanted me to be able to accomplish before I die. And um, it's, it's, it's not the same as somebody else. It's just for me. And the only way I'm going to learn what that is is by walking with God because he created me and he knows what he created me for. And so by walking with God, I get in touch not only with God, but his plan for my life. And therefore, I can end my life knowing that I did what I was supposed to do. And that would be a very satisfying feeling. Whereas most people, I'm convinced, have no clue what their life was for. They die uh, unsure uh, to their dying day of, why did I live? I, I don't get it. And so here's a really important thing that Jesus gives to us. He puts us in touch with God so that we'll know what we're living for. It's a destiny that he gives us. And uh, that is uh, reward number one, a destiny. Reward number two um, would be he helps us to, to get stable relationships. To be frank, uh, when I started out in ministry, I wasn't walking with God. I didn't know how to walk with God. And I was so insecure during those first years of my life uh, into my uh, mid-twenties. And I actually was getting an ulcer. And um, it, it wasn't a good place to be. Uh, then I started walking with God and I gained an anchor to my soul. People can gain an anchor to their soul. And um, their, the connection with God becomes a lifeline. It becomes a point of stability so that you don't need people quite so much. And you don't develop codependent relationships where a person actually becomes your God and you hope that you'll be their God. And it's, it's not the way relationships are actually supposed to work. 
um, when two people both have their anchor in God, then they can come together in a relationship where they're not so, uh, it, it doesn't get so messy, it, they don't get so needy of each other, they don't uh, grab onto each other quite so hard, um, they are not uh, people pleasers uh, nearly as much, uh, because they want to please God instead. And so our relationships with people become more stable because we aren't so up and down with people. Does that make sense? So we gain stable relationships because our anchor is in God, not in the person. Now, in addition to that, we're learning this pattern of faith working through love. And as we're learning that pattern, our faith is in God, but we're loving our partner or our friend or the other people, even our boss uh, or our, our co-workers. Um, and those relationships become more stable. Um, marriages become more stable that way. I've been married at the time I'm preparing this teaching almost 52 years. And I have to say that I never could have done that if I hadn't plugged into God, and my wife did also, and we actually spend time praying together, and uh, that's been a huge difference for us in being able to just gracefully move through life together. Um, and, and so I see that we're in our culture, we're losing that, we, I see 52-year marriages are becoming just downright rare. Um, but I think if, if people were to c connect with God and then walk with God, a lot of that would change because we'd learn how to do stable relationships, okay? And then the third thing, when you're plugging into God and walking with Him, you can weather storms more easily. Um, Jesus put it this way, uh, if you hear what I say and then practice it, then you'll be like the man who built his house on the rock. And when the storms of life come, they would not bat that house down. It would, st it would still be standing. And so for me, um, that, that has been a huge, huge uh, blessing. I remember back in the year 2000, for three years, I went through a very difficult time in my life. It was a direct result of some prayer battles that I was in, and I got assaulted by the evil one. And uh, it was um, very dark. It was uh, a darkness came over, and I didn't understand why that was. There was just one passage that the Holy Spirit gave me during that time. And it was from Luke 22. Peter, Peter, uh, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith might not fail and afterwards turn and strengthen your brothers. And so I just clung to that verse because it was what the Holy Spirit gave me to cling to during that time. Uh, one of the reasons I'm telling you this little story is 
I don't want you to get the impression that if you learn to walk with God, your life will be uh, just always full of joy and peace and, and ease and comfort. Um, it, it is not necessarily so. There will be times of joy. There will be seasons of serenity. But we unfortunately live in a world where there is a satanic presence and there is darkness and people do really horrible things to each other. And God will help us move through those times where our lives are buffeted by those realities. And what I can say to you is God is faithful. And so it may not always be easy and fun, but you'll find that God is faithful. He cares for us. And he moves us through seasons like this so that we come out on the other side. And it was actually during my quiet time. Actually, I had a uh, time, I was having a time with my wife. We have a time in the early morning uh, where we pray together and we worship together a little bit. And uh, it was during that time that Jesus suddenly came and lifted all of that off of me, just all in a day. And it was just amazing. And, and I guess what I've concluded is that there are some things that we can only learn if we go through struggle. I don't know any other way to put it, but he allows struggle in our lives um, because we can gain something from it. But then he, he is faithful. He is faithful to bring us out on the other side. And that is what I have learned about him. And so when you... When you Invest in that relationship with him. Um, it's like you're building your house on a rock. When the storms come, they will not bat it down. Okay. And then there's a, a fourth thing that has become more and more important to me, and that is that when whole nations um, go into deception, and we're talking about satanic darkness coming over whole nations. And you never know when this is going to happen again. Um, if you're plugged in with God, and if you are walking with God, he enables you to, to stay clear, to see the deception for what it is, not to, to come under deception, even if it's happening with large numbers of people, uh, even your circle of friends, but God will lift you above and show you how to discern properly in those uh, areas. Now, uh, I say this because I think we're going to need this kind of discernment in the future. And so uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm giving this course is because I think we're going to need this course more in the future than we do right now. Um, so, um, let me give you an example. Um, back in the, the 1920s and 30s, if you lived in Germany, uh, you would have all kinds of philosophies coming into Germany, and people are going to go after those philosophies, and um, they're going to learn them and be interested in them, and then Hitler is going to come along. Adolf Hitler is going to out of the, uh, the milieu of, 
of all of those things that are already going on in Germany, he's going to come and um, make a play for uh, building a thousand-year kingdom uh, with Germany at the head of it. And people are already under this deception, and so they're going to go for that. Um, you, you can see how, uh, from reading this book, Eric Kurlander, Hitler's Monsters, you can see how um, the, the, it's like the garden was being prepared for these weed seeds to come in, and, uh, and yet it's possible to be above all of that and to look and see what's happening uh, accurately because you're, you're plugged in with God. Now, on the other hand, in Russia, here's uh, Lenin's tomb by David Remnick, and what this does is it, it shows the background and the milieu of Russia and why the people of Russia were so open to communism. And so they were, they were uh, being prepared by philosophies that were coming in, and, and here are millions and millions of people that go for communism because they think it's a, it's a, a whole new way of doing life and, uh, and nations. And now we're going to try this new way, um, not based on Jesus Christ at all. It's a different way than that. It's moving away from Christ, moving away from the church, and moving away from the kingdom of God into something different, an alternative. Well, if you're plugged into God, he gives you the power to see things like that when they're happening. So here's a good example of a man who lived at the very same time as all those other people, and he allowed himself to learn how to walk with God. And so this book, Reese Howell's Intercessor, uh, traces his early years where he learned how to walk with God and then shows how then when all of these alternative philosophies came up, he was connected with God, plugged in with God, and he was able to discern what was really happening, not get pulled into all of that stuff. And uh, he actually became an intercessor during World War to, uh, to uh, pray for the allies and pray them into victory. Uh, so I believe his prayers were a piece of um, the victory that was won over Hitler and over communism. So it's just um, a good example of what I'm talking about here, that when we plug into God, when we're walking with him, he gives us discernment above the common discernment of many people when that discernment is going off track. Well, these are, these are what I believe are the top four rewards of walking with God. There are many others. Um, it would take me forever to talk about all of them. I can think of a lot of them. And so uh, that's why I really want to offer you this series. And um, the, the very first uh, of, of the next series, is, the next teaching is going to be um, the first step, which is surrendering our lives to him.